hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. To start off the story, I live in Texas in a small town about 40 miles southeast of Austin. At the time of the story, I was 15 years old. This happened back in 2018. One night after church, me and a couple of my buddies had decided we wanted to go bowling and go get some dinner. It was about 8pm when we left the church. Now one thing I should mention is that I've always hung out with guys slightly older than me. Most of the guys I went out with on this particular night were between 16 to 18. Since I didn't have my license yet, I had asked my best friend Colt if I could catch a ride with him this night. Now, one thing I should mention is that everyone who knew Colt would always make jokes about him being a crazy driver. The reason people said this is because he would always drive at fairly high speeds wherever he went, like any other teenage boy would, I guess. This will come into play later on. Anyways, after we got done bowling, we decided to go get some dinner at Whataburger. While we were there, my dad had called me and let me know that he wouldn't be able to come pick me up. He had work early in the morning, and by this time, it was already 10pm. Keep in mind, I live about 30 minutes outside of the small town that we were at at the time. And so after my dad told me this, Colt just said he would take me all the way home, since he didn't live too far away. After we finished dinner and decided to head home, it was about 10.30pm. As we were headed down the main four-lane highway that runs through our town, Colt was driving about 80 miles per hour in a 75 mile per hour zone. We swiftly started approaching a car that was in the right lane that must have been doing about 45 miles per hour at best. As we passed by the SUV, we noticed that it was totally packed full of people. There were two males in the front and the back seat had probably about five to seven women in the back. Another thing I should mention is that down here in Texas, one out of every two trucks are going to have light bars on them due to the county roads out here. Anyways, as we pass the car, the driver then turns on their high beams and puts on a massive light bar on the roof of their car. In return, Cole then turns on the rear-facing LED light that he had mounted on the back of his Toyota Tacoma. This immediately enraged the driver, who then swiftly starts to accelerate towards us. Right as it caught up to us, we had to exit the highway to turn onto the county road that I lived down. At this point, we figured the driver would just continue on his way, and we would ours. But obviously I wouldn't be riding this if he did that. The driver then proceeded to follow us down my county road with all his lights on. That's when Colt pointed out that he now had a strobing flashlight at his window at us. Cole decided to just forward at this point and get the fuck out of there. We did actually lose the guy for a good 10 minutes, that is, until he slowly started coming back into view. As the driver came up behind us, he passed us, then slammed on his brakes right in front of us. Cole then starts laying on the horn as the guy proceeded to prohibit us from passing. Eventually the car came to a complete stop in the road. Now, me and Colt were still pretty calm at this point. 
until I then noticed that both the driver and passenger were now holding massive hunting knives out the window. Now, if you're from Texas, you'll know that most people carry weapons on their person or in their car. And as they started to get out of the car, Colton floors it around the SUV. As we passed the driver, who was a mid-aged Mexican about 5'7 and roughly 200 pounds, he then hit the side of Colt's truck with a knife. As we then took off, the car took off shortly after. This is when Colt then reached into his back seat, and he then pulled out his double-barreled 12-gauge shotgun. Now, you might be wondering, why didn't we just pull out the gun when the two men got out with their knives? Well, like I said early, Colt was only 17 at the time, so it wasn't exactly legal for him to have that shotgun on him, and we were honestly scared as hell of the cops finding out. Stupid, I know. At one point, me and Colt started getting really angry, as the guy continued to almost run us off the road and almost kill us. So we kind of had the idea that we could just beat the crap out of these guys and not have to use the weapon. Now, even though we were young, me and Colt were both about six foot one, and he was about 170 pounds, where I was about 210 pounds, and we're both very well built due to being country boys working outside a lot. So we weren't the biggest guys in the world, but we definitely weren't dudes that looked like they wanted to be messed with. So we decided to pull into a gas station that we were quickly approaching. As we swiftly pulled in, me and Colt then hopped out of his truck and started yelling, trying to sound as intimidating as possible. But we quickly realized our mistake when one of the guys then pointed a Glock out the window. We both booked it back to the truck and took off again. Keep in mind, all this has taken place in about 15 minutes. After we peeled out of the gas station, we were absolutely terrified about what the hell this psycho would do next. We debated calling the cops, but we decided to call my dad instead. I called my dad, and when he answered, I told him some men were chasing us with knives and at least one gun. And my dad, being the overprotective guy that he is, told us to meet him at the next gas station. Once we started approaching the gas station, doing about 110 miles per hour, I saw my dad in the distance, standing by his Ford truck, his Springfield 45 in hand, and waiting for us. As we flew into the parking lot, the guys then pulled in right behind us. As soon as we stopped, Colt hopped out with a shotgun, and my dad quickly charged the vehicle, then threatening to shoot the scumbags. Once they noticed they were outnumbered, and had a huge 6'3", 250-pound man rushing their car with a pistol, they weighed their options and chose wisely. They then peeled out of the lot faster than they got in. As they were peeling off, my dad had managed to catch the license plate number. You might be wondering why we never called the cops. Well, first off, we kind of just take care of things ourselves out here. And secondly, we don't have many officers here in my small town anyway. We did end up giving the plate number to the sheriff's department, but nothing ever came of it. I know this isn't necessarily scary or probably what you're used to hearing, but being only 15 years old and going through this, it was pretty terrifying. This is why I don't think anyone should ever go anywhere without a firearm with them. I now always keep one on me since we now have constitutional carry in my state. Everyone be cautious on the road. Some people have really bad road rage problems and really take it to the next level. You really never know what kind of crazy people are out there. Watch your back.
This all happened on February 22nd, 2014. I forget the exact time of day when it happened, but it was late morning, early afternoon-ish in Williamstown, New Jersey. It was on the Black Horse Pike between the Walmart shopping centers. Me and my friend slash roommate decided to bike up to the GameStop, which was right near the Walmart furthest from us because it was a really nice day. It's a trip that we made quite a few times, so I wasn't too worried about it. And we're both really eager to pick up a copy of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 on the PS3. We make it about halfway to our destination, around the Holiday Inn that's roughly across the street from a Papa John's, when we then notice both of our bike tires are feeling a bit too flat to continue. So, the way the street is set up, it's facing one way, has a medium, then the traffic going the other way on the other side, with areas to make proper turns to go to the other side of the road, about every half a mile to a mile. Now, this is important, because we had called her grandma to pick us up in her truck to help us finish the last leg of the journey. Well, we decided that since the GameStop was in the direction of the traffic on the other side of the road, and with the next turnaround being way further up the road, that in order to make things easier for a grandma, they would then wait for a clear spot in the traffic to cross, since there wasn't that many cars on the road to begin with. So we wait for a few cars to pass. The road looks clear for over a mile or more. Plenty enough time to cross a single lane, you would think. Well, my friend makes it to the medium, and I'm watching the road as I cross. When the next thing I know, I hear a blaring horn, and my vision goes totally gone. And then sometime later... I hear people talking. We got her back. She's okay. Call off the helicopter. We'll finish the trip in the ambulance. It's all kind of a blur and fading in and out. I then wake up again in the ambulance, panicking like crazy and just trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Well, later on, when I got to actually read the police report, it turns out that it was a Ford F-150 going over 70 miles per hour and ended up T-boning me while I was on my bike. It crumpled my bike and it caused me to go into his windshield a bit before breaking off one of his mirrors, then skidding across the pavement for about 20 feet. I honestly don't know how I survived, and at the time, I felt like I escaped with barely any injuries at all. But ever since then, my health has been declining pretty rapidly from unaddressed brain injuries and spinal damage. I still feel really lucky to be alive and having survived that, but I often still mourn the really active girl that I used to be. I'm sorry if this isn't as scary as some of the other stories out there. It's more of a survival story. But I felt that since the court case against the driver's now over, and that I don't have as many flashbacks to it as I used to, I figured then talking about it more publicly would help even more with the trauma. I really am so lucky that I survived. This all took place around four to five years ago. Me and my family were on a road trip. We lived in Missouri at the time, and we were heading for Texas to go see my grandparents. Now, throughout the whole trip, we were riding in our old beat-up van, and we all knew that we needed to head for gas. There was a gas station nearby, and it was kind of beat up, but we decided to just see if it still runs. It, in fact, did. There was no one at the register, though. Then, we had saw another car pull up on the gas charger right next to us. While we were getting our gas, I had looked inside the beat-up SUV that was right next to us, and what I then saw really freaked me out. I saw two men in black masks looking directly at us. 
My sister Isabel also saw them and had told my dad, but they had pulled out of the gas station by then. That same SUV was right behind us and then got next to us. They signaled to us to roll down our windows, and they then said to us, We don't mean you any harm. We just want to meet your kids. Obviously freaked out by this, my dad then stepped on the gas and we were trying to look for the nearest town or city since we had no signal on our phones. The men in the SUV then caught up with us and then started ramming the back of our car. Then thankfully in the distance, right in the nick of time, we saw a small town and drove inside of it. And luckily, the men drove away after that. I have no idea what those guys had planned, but one thing's for sure. They definitely lied when they said they meant us no harm. Who the hell knows what they were going to do to us. So this happened last year. Me and my husband were driving, along with our three kids, in the car that we had just gotten a few days ago, when we then noticed a car tailgating us. Now, we were in a two-lane road, so the driver could have just passed us. My husband wasn't even driving slow. He was driving like five miles over the speed limit. Before I go on, I want to quickly mention that my car is a Ford Focus. It's a small regular car, not really anything special. So anyways, I mentioned the car to my husband and he said that he had noticed it too, but he didn't really pay him any attention. Me on the other hand, I get road rage like every day and I had started to get really annoyed at the driver. Like, just fucking pass us already if you're in such a hurry. It was also at night, and this car had started flashing his headlights at us, and now I'm pissed. My husband is now more alert, and he's also wondering what the hell the guy wants. He's like right on our bumper at this point, that if we were to brake, he would have definitely hit our car. So we just came driving, about to reach the stoplight, with this crazy-ass psycho still on our ass, when my husband then says he's gonna pull over once he crosses the light. I say okay, and we then pull over to the side of the road, and this fucking car also pulls over, and it's so close to our car that it's almost touching it. We quickly get out, and by this point I'm mad as hell, just ready to give this driver hell. The driver's a white man, and he has a surprised look on his face. Let me just quickly mention that my husband is a 6'4 Hispanic male. He's also bald and covered in tattoos. And I'm pretty damn sure this dude didn't expect to see someone like that driving in a little Ford Focus. I start yelling at the dude, asking him what the hell his problem is. When all of a sudden, this fucking psycho then rams into the back of our car. My husband then yells, Yo, what the fuck? As this was happening, the guy had his window down. My husband then straight up punches him in the fucking face. And I then reach to open the side of his door. I didn't even know what I was going to do at this point. But this dumbass literally crashed right into our car with our kids still in it. So as you can imagine, I was ready to whoop this guy's ass at this point. But luckily for him, his door was locked. So this guy starts to reverse, and right away I feel fear. Fear that he's going to crash into our car again, but much harder this time. And I'm just thinking about my kids being inside, that I get paralyzed. I can't even move at this point. My husband then yells for me to get out of the way, thinking maybe he was going to run us over. But before I could react, the man just steps on the gas pedal and then pills off. We run into our car and I'm yelling at my husband to drive after him, but he says no. 
He goes on to say that most likely the guide headed towards the freeway that was nearby, and with our V4 car, we would never have a chance to catch up to him. He was right. I look back at our kids and ask if they're okay. I was so caught up in going after this asshole that I didn't even think to ask my kids if they were okay. They all say yes, my youngest being four years old and still in his car seat. They all still had their seatbelts on and were mostly in awe more than anything. They thought it was pretty funny how their dad punched the guy through the window. It's not every day something like this happens to us. So for them to see their own dad hitting another adult was pretty crazy to them. Luckily they weren't shaken up, but I have to admit, I definitely was. I was in such disbelief. What the hell was that guy's problem? Why did he also pull over? What was he planning to do? I honestly later started to think that maybe the guy had panicked as soon as he saw both me and my husband coming for him, and that instead of going reverse, he had accidentally pressed on the gas pedal and he hit our car. At least, that's what I'd like to think he did. He couldn't have possibly hit us on purpose, right? I mean, what the hell? It was a scary-ass experience, but even more so because my kids were with us. I sure hope that guy got a big-ass bruise from where my husband punched him at, and then he learned his lesson and thanks twice before ever doing that to somebody else. For some context, I'm a 20-year-old guy. The story happened when I was 18. Me and two of my friends, Adam and Martin, were going on a summer road trip from New York to Florida. It was the summer after we graduated high school. We had planned to make a lot of stops, mainly for sightseeing, but also because we didn't want to overload ourselves with the driving. The first part of the trip went really well and according to plan. We were right in the middle of South Carolina. We had spent a little too much time at our last stop and we were running behind schedule. It was about 11 p.m. and we were becoming tired at this point. I was behind the wheel and I decided to stop at the next rest area. I pulled into the parking lot and I found a spot far away from the few other cars at the rest area. We put back the seats in Adam's Ford Explorer and settled in for the night. Adam and Martin had both fell asleep rather quickly, but I was having a bit of a hard time getting to sleep. I lay awake for about two hours, just staring at the roof of the car. I felt the need to use the restroom, so I quietly opened the car door and walked in the restroom in the rest area. On my way back from the restroom, I had thought I heard some rustling in the bushes that had lined the parking lot. I just assumed it was an animal, and I continued on my walk back to the car. I snuck back into the Ford and tried to fall back to sleep. I was just about to doze off when I then heard a loud knock on the car's window. It woke up both Adam and Martin. We all looked at the window, and we then see a weird-ass man wearing a black ski mask standing outside the car. He was waving around a large-ass hunting knife at the window. We all started scrambling for the keys to try and get the car started and get the fuck out of there. As Adam was hopping into the driver's seat with the keys, the man outside started to scrape the car's window with his knife, leaving a really large scratch on the window. There was also another man wearing a ski mask who appeared behind the car and started pounding his fists on the rear windshield, trying to break it. Adam put the car in reverse and pulled out, running over the man behind the car's foot. We heard him scream in pain, while the other man made one last desperate attempt, swinging his knife at the car 
and striking the rear passenger window, cracking it. Adam floated out of the parking lot while Martin called the police. I looked on my maps app for the nearest motel that we could find to sleep at for the night. When we arrived at the motel, the police called Martin back, but they told him when they arrived, nobody was there. However, they did say they would be on the lookout for anyone in the nearby medical centers who checked in with a broken foot. We finished up our road trip with no more issues. This has by far been the scariest event of my life, and I'm still very wary of sleeping in cars to this day.